brand new agency, the General Services Administration, has started operations. That's what a press release said sent out to Sunday papers 70 years ago. It came out two days after President Harry Truman signed the Federal Property and Administrative Services Act of 1949. Today, GSA's influence and its impact is felt across every part of the federal, state, and even local government, and throughout the private sector. In the first part of a special report, GSA at 70, Mission Evolved, Executive Editor Jason Miller spoke with Lenny Lowentritt and Mary Davey, two of the longest-serving GSA employees. They discussed how the agency has expanded and matured since opening shop in 1949. You've been at GSA for how long? 48 years. Started in uh, early January, February of 1972. What made you come to GSA? Just I was in law school. I came here during uh, my last year in law school as a law clerk, GS7 law clerk. After I graduated, they asked me to stay on. I became a GS9 uh, legal intern and... I took the bar exam, and they, when I passed the bar, they asked me to stay on as an attorney. And I've been here ever since. My entire professional career has been at GSA, Office of General Counsel. Mary, uh, you've been at GSA for 31, 31 years. <laughs> now, you started, I think, as if I remember correctly, contracting officer, but not necessarily at GSA? No. So I started almost similar to Lenny. I was a, it was a summer job between my junior and senior years of college. I started with the FedSim program, right? They provide assisted acquisition to other federal agencies. And they also asked me to stay on after I graduated, which I did not do initially. And I spent a year outside and then thought that was a bad idea. So I came back. I wasn't a contracting officer, but I worked as a IT project manager supporting numerous federal agencies and did that for the first 10 years of my career. What made you stay? The folks that I work with are, are, are fabulous. The whole organization, both within the Office of General Counsel and throughout the agency, are professional, hardworking, dedicated, loyal to the mission of the agency. I love working. I look forward to coming in to the office, addressing the many challenges. Our responsibilities are so broad, are so far-reaching, of such value to the American taxpayer that I feel that we really are contributing to the success of the federal government and its mission. Talk a little about how you've seen the, the changes that have, have occurred at GSA over the last you know, 40 plus years. The structure of GSA has largely remained the same, but the organizational reporting structure has somewhat changed over the many years. We were more stovepiped in, in the past. Uh, we had 10 regions and now we have 11, we expanded. Each region was really responsible for its own programs, its activities, its leasing, its construction, its acquisitions. But over the years, we've more centralized the responsibilities and of the agencies. For example, we used to have what were called regional assistant administrators who answered to the regional administrator, but we wanted to be able to have some uniformity in the way we provide our services to agencies. So now the commissioners of the two main services, the Federal Acquisition Service and the Public Building Service, oversee many of the functional day-to-day -day activities of the both central office and the regions to ensure that we are efficient and that we've got continuity and consistency in the services and products that we acquire. Do you get a sense of how that mission has changed, though? I mean, beyond the centralization, which happened, if you will, in the last 15 or, or so years, you know, when you look back, what GSA did in the 70s or the 80s compared to what they do today? The most significant change 
is what we acquire, how we acquire on behalf of our sister agencies. Back in the 70s and 80s, we essentially procured on behalf of our sister agencies. They looked at GSA to actually do an acquisition and to provide services and supplies. We established a multiple award schedule and so on. We bought the traditional kind of office supplies and equipment. But as technology took over, it was uh, increasingly evident that the acquisitions that we were providing, the services we were providing, were becoming more complex for the agencies. And the agencies began to look to GSA as an agency that provided solutions. And I think that's where we come in now. Mary, when you came to GSA, it was right before the huge change in federal acquisition more broadly. And when you look back over the last 30 years, is, is that been for you, since your focus has been almost solely acquisition, except for maybe for the last year or so, do you get a sense that that's, that change has impacted GSA's mission in what ways? At least from where we sat, we were just very focused on sort of a, a niche kind of market, and we really weren't, I don't know, paying attention much to what other agencies were doing or what requirements look like across government. So I think a big turning point also was in 2004 with the strategic sourcing memo that came out of OMB, where agencies were asked to not only look at what they were sourcing across an agency because there were still a lot of acquisitions going on within an agency that were independent, but then the need to look across all agencies to say, well, how could we source office supplies, IT, travel, all the things that were in that first tranche of strategic sourcing uh, categories. That's when I think the real collaboration really started across government to look at how to do acquisition better together rather than a lot of just independent contracts, a lot of independent GWACs. People were certainly using the schedules quite a bit then for a multitude of things. I find that actually very interesting because a lot of people will point to really the rise of GSA post-FASA-FARA Acquisition Streamlining Act, Acquisition Reform Act, with the development of the schedules program, and that really launched GSA. Was the mid-90s, when you look back now, was that less turmoil, less change than we think of it as we do today? Back in the day, we were also mandatory, and all the IT spend had to go through GSA for approval, and a lot of times we were actually doing the procurement, and people thought of us as slow and not responsive and a mandatory source, therefore, you know, we're not customer-driven kind of thing. When that all changed, that's when GSA really had to pay attention to the customers, what they needed, what they wanted, how to do things like, you know, shape the schedules to make them more uh, responsive to agency needs, um, and also really that interaction with the industry. What is going to make it attractive for the industry to do business through GSA, and how do we make sure that the mission of common services can be supported because it's attractive to industry and to the agencies? I want to bring Lenny back into the discussion because, Lenny, uh, if you can kind of touch upon that same thing that Mary just hit upon is the change of the, the evolution of GSA, for both from a mission perspective, but even a perception perspective. Right. I think now the efficiency and the economy, we always had that in the, in the background, but I think there's more pressure now as the tax dollars are you know, being utilized in the most effective manner on behalf of the taxpayers. That really should be the role, an efficient system on behalf of the federal government in terms of economy, efficiency, and service. That is the the three words used in our organic legislation that established GSA. 
And I think we continue to do that even more forcefully than we ever had. Let me switch over back to Mary. I want to have you pull on a string that Lenny talked about. More pressure now based on assorted factors. But talk a little bit about the pressure that, that maybe that is also pushing GSA to be different today than it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago when you started? At least as, as long as I've been involved in some of the government-wide initiatives, it, it seems to me that OMB particularly has become more and more reliant on GSA to implement things like you know cybersecurity policy and guidance and deliver, again, develop solutions in these things. Things like uh, helping with Shared services, the 21-point plan for federal IT, right? There's all kinds of guidance and policies and things that OMB develops and comes out. And a lot of times, GSA is either helping to write it along with the other agencies, but then oftentimes we're asked to implement it, make a solution for it, stand up a PMO, like category management was a big one. So to me, that says that agencies are seeing GSA as a central place to go for a lot of these solutions and really a convener. So we're not just taking that policy or that guidance and developing things by ourselves, but then we are working across all the agencies to figure out, you know, what's working, what's not working, what do they need? Again, talking with the industry to come up with solutions. And so what that does is help the government not have to put in place multiple solutions for the same thing. Industry doesn't have to bid across multiple solutions for those things. And technically, we should be getting better pricing, better terms and conditions, and better standards. So I have seen that definitely evolve as the more we are asked to do, actually, the better it is for everybody. Lenny Lowentritt is GSA's Deputy General Counsel and has been an employee at the agency for 47 years. Mary Davey is Director of the New Pay Quality Service Management Office and has worked at GSA for 31 years. Check out the entire special report, including a photo gallery, at federalnewsnetwork.com. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. It's in our nature.